J.M. and the A.M., thanks to my Goldwasser, of course. Thanks, all of you, for tuning in. And now we get to one of the most exciting parts of the year. <laughs> as uh, strange as this is, because uh, I, am, I am actually in a, in a new studio today, um, one that we are hopefully going to be using uh, in New Jersey for a little while. And uh, hopefully my inexperience here is not going to in any way interfere with the incredible high quality of our OU presentation of the Pesach Products Program. We have a full panel, as you can imagine. Let's see if, in fact, they're with us. <laughs> that's, one, that's one of the challenges of being in this studio. I have to confirm everyone is there. Uh, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld has been um, actually substituting for Rabbi Mordechai Grumberg for many, many years in this slot. In fact, if, if it wasn't for the makeshift studio, I would have made an attempt to ask Rabbi Grimberg to call in and join us for a few minutes, which I think he has done in the past. Rabbi Schoenfeld, of course, uh, leads this entire panel for many, many years from the OU. Rabbi Schoenfeld, are you there? Oh, wait a second. Why am I having trouble? I think Rabbi Schoenfeld is... Yeah, you're muted, Rabbi. I need everybody to unmute. Sorry about that. I was, you know, I was trying to be a good boy and not cause any interference. Oh, but, that's, uh, yeah. that's nice but, of you. Uh, I'm here. Rabbi Schoenfeld is here, and, and I noticed that you and the Rebbitson are going to be honored by the young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. So, Mazaltov on that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good, you, can look, you can look at it as a honor, which it is, a birthday party, which maybe it is because my, my birthday will be the following week. Uh, or it's, it's a goodbye party. As you know, I'll be retiring. And uh, after Schoenfeld's being involved, you're going to do Hills for 70 years. Wow. So it really puts an end to the Schoenfeld era. Very, very bittersweet. But, uh, but thank you for noting that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's bittersweet. But on, on the sweet side, it's amazing what you and your family uh, have done in that community. Uh, th- that community, as you know, Kew Gardens Hills is one of the strongest Jewish communities, I think we could say, in the entire country. And that's obviously a tribute yeah. uh, to your family. Um, Rabbi Ellie Gersten, I believe, is with us. Rabbi Gersten, are you there? Yes. yes. Good morning. Yes, I'm here with you. Nice to speak with you. Rabbi Gersten, I believe, is still the uh, uh, the person responsible for um, keeping track of OU policy and uh, PSOC uh, when it comes to the Kashrus division. Am I right, Rabbi Gersten? Yes, yes, that's correct. So thank you for joining us, and I hope we have the uh, Burnbaums with us, Larry and Ronnie from J Drugs on Avenue J in Brooklyn, New York, who always join us to answer questions regarding medications, etc. Larry and Ronnie, are you there? We don't have them there. All right, Larry, Ronnie. All right, I thought they were with us, but I guess they are not. Well, Nachum, who is that phone that's that's? Present? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I don't want to bore. Yeah, no, uh, I'm on. I'm on the phone. Oh, you're on two. My... You're on two different things. Oh boy! All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask yeah. Avrami. Maybe Avrami can uh, can uh, follow up with them and see if we can get them to um, to call in. <laughs> Rabbi, Rabbi Grunberg is actually out there. Rabbi Grunberg, I wish, I wish in all seriousness that I, I easily could could arrange for you to join us, and I apologize that I can't at the moment. Um, but uh, 
but we thank you because you began this tradition with us a long, long time ago. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out a way. All right, Avrami, if you could follow up on that and see if we can get the the Birnbaums with us, that would be a tremendous help, of course, on a lot of these uh, questions, although both Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten can certainly address them. Uh, the OU Guide to Passover is available. It's a supplement to the Jewish Action uh, magazine. There are many, many issues that are covered here and a whole bo- bunch of articles. And, of course, uh, those of you who want to know exactly what to do, regarding the um, uh, the Pesach products as you shop this week. Uh, the guide is a tremendous way uh, to get prepared for the holiday. Um, so Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten, I will tell you that this year I have been, uh, I have been uh, inundated with questions that I've never, been, I've never seen before. Sometimes we will not criticize, but sometimes we'll point out how so many of the questions each year are similar to prior years. It's amazing to me. How many different ones we have this year because it's twenty because it's twenty twenty two and I'll explain what I mean uh, coming up on that here at JM in the AM. I do want to remind our listeners that we have a couple of methods where you can join us. Uh, one is by uh, posting on the app. You can go to the NSN Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and literally put your Pesach products question on the app. We will do our best to navigate that and to keep track of it because. Um, uh, a lot of times the app is utilized for uh, uh, many, many questions. And, of course, you could utilize uh, Nahum and NahumSiegel.com. That is our email address, Nahum and NahumSiegel.com. And you can um, join us in that way by emailing us your question, and we'll pass that along to our panel. I do want to note that the um, you know what? I, I apologize. I just I'm, I'm just thinking here of different ideas and different. Oh, okay. Thank you, uh, thank you, Avrami. He's on top of it, as you would suspect. Um, I do want to note that um, uh, so the email address is fine. NachumNachumSiegel.com. You could utilize that and join us in that way with the Pesach questions. Um, so let's start with this. Oh, I do want to note, that's what I wanted to say. I do want to note that uh, Six Flags is, uh, is an NCSY OU project every single year from New Jersey NCSY. And we want to remind everybody that there's a very effective way to join our Nissan Chesed campaign. And that's by purchasing tickets for those who are underprivileged, those teens that normally would not be able to spend a Cholomoy day with family and friends down at Six Flags. Uh, we ask that uh, you go to the NCSYGreatAventure.com, NCSYGreatAventure.com. Click on the Donate Tickets tab at the top of the page and be as generous as possible. We don't want teens to have any downtime during Cholomoy, just the opposite. We want them to have activities and be busy, uh, preferably with the things happening in our community. And uh, you have an opportunity to do that on um, uh, right now by going to the website and clicking on Donate Tickets. All right, listener Martin wants to know about Starbucks Premium instant coffee and i say that this is unique for 2022 because we haven't gotten too many starbucks instant questions over the years or by gersten or by schoenfeld what could you tell us about the starbucks premium instant as, as i do believe by gersten uh you know maybe, maybe just check this out or you know it as we're talking but i do believe starbucks instant coffee is mentioned in the passover directory as um as being uh, acceptable even without any special OUP? Um, I, I, uh, I believe. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm looking here now in the in the booklet. The only um, instant coffees that they list over here are the uh, are the Folgers, 
the Nescafe and the Via. So I guess Via is a Starbucks, I think it's Starbucks Via. So the regular Via is acceptable for Pesach. Okay, and that would be, that, so that would be the only one under the Starbucks label, right? That's the only one, yeah. The only instant one. Uh, so the same person asked if you can make that coffee on Shabbos. If you'd be able to use it on the first day of Yom Tov, what would be the decision on that? Yeah, that's actually a very good question because the um, the Via Coffee, as people know, um, is not only instant, but it includes in it something called micrograms, which are um, not instant coffee, meaning it's a mixture of instant and just roasted uh, uh, coffee, um, which they micro-grind so that it dissolves in the cup. You get a flavor of both a fresh brewed and an instant at the same time. Um, and so since some of the grinds in there are not are not previously brewed, it is actually the question whether you're allowed to make it on Chavez. Um, many are, 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 are many allow it to be made in a, what we call a klishlishi. Right. If it's already, you know, you already transfer the water from the urn to a cup and then to a second cup, that's already called a klishlishi. So then um, and many are, are allowed that to be done in that way. That would be the same way one would prepare tea on Shabbos, just to uh, give an example. Uh, listener Chaim points out something that, again, I think is unique to these days. Uh, apparently, the OU is now certifying kosher pea kidney oat, meaning that there are certain products that you'll point out are, in fact, kosher Pesach, but only for those who eat kidneyos, those who eat rice and other items like that on Pesach. Now, he says that his complaint is that he wants more of those kind of products. He thinks that that list should be as long as the general list of kosher products. Address those two issues, rabbis. Number one, is the OU, in fact, pointing out uh, kidney oat items that are kosher Pesach for that crowd? Uh, and is it possible that list is going to grow and grow? I'm going to leave that uh, the, the, uh, the, the first half of that question to, to Rabbi Gerson, what the OU is allowing with kidney or not. But as far as having more, it's, it's all consumer-driven. It's all consumer-driven. So if there's more of a consumer demand for, for kidney oils, it'll happen. Um, you know, it's, that's the key. I'm sure the OU will be very glad to add as many products as possible to the list. Um, but, you know, you've got to see that the – well, the market has to demand it. If the market demands it, the OU, the OU will, will work with it. But as far as policy, I'll shift that over to – uh, to Rabbi Gersten. And Rabbi Gersten, would you know when this started? Would you know when the first year was that there was uh, an actual... Um, this has been... Uh, yeah, this has actually been going on a while. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say more than 10 years even, the OU has wow. been certifying OU kidneys. Um However, it, was, it started out very small. Now we have about uh, about two dozen products on the list. It's, it's actually, the, uh, the OU has a list of the products that they certify uh, as OU kidneys on page 102 in the OU guide. And, um, you know, there's, there's hummus, there's um, uh, uh, different spreads, all, all different types of vitamins, even a, a, a gluten-free uh, vodka that's uh, kidneyous. Um, and, um, yeah, like Rabbi Schoenfeld said, you know, um, these things are, are, are market-driven. Um, you know, in a, in a way, the, the, you know, the best thing, of course, is to have um, these products certified Karshla Pesa. And um, oftentimes the way that it ends up happening is that, um, you know, uh, people want to know, is this product okay? Is this product okay? And, um, 
you know, if it's not kosher, it's not certified, but, you know, then you have all these different VADs coming out and say, yeah, this is okay, that's okay. Then the products never end up getting certified because people are always saying it's fine without any certification. Right. Yeah, you could buy this, you know, and then, and then you know, the market isn't going to demand it and it's not going to happen. You're not going to end up with kosher lapesa uh, products. So It gets complicated as time goes by, huh? A lot of people who are involved in the cautious industry and uh, the consumer needs to know uh, what is, in fact, reliable out there, especially when it comes to Pesach. I think Larry Birnbaum has joined us from J Drugs. Larry, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I was in the middle of my daf yomi, and my wife said, what's happened with Nachum? And I said, Nachum? So I stopped that phone call and uh, picked you right up. All right, we'll have to get a psaac from the rabbis if that, in fact, is uh, is is a good practice to interrupt Afiobi to join the Pesach products program. For now, I will think and I will assume that, in fact, it is. Uh, listen to this one, rabbis. Um, again, talking about 2022, listener Ephraim asks that he unfortunately, and he puts it this way, unfortunately is someone who vapes. And vaping is now something that's unfortunately commonplace. And apparently there's flavorings added to the vaporization of the inhaled nicotine. And he wanted to know if, in fact, there is a Kushala Pesach situation with those flavorings. Uh, uh, I just will, I just want to say this. That has been a question. Um, I would say it's a few hundred year old question because I used to smoke tabak. Um, maybe that's, that was the old, uh, what do they call that? The, the, the hookah? Right. Uh, they used to smoke tobacco, tobacco in various different ways, and then there were uh, certain flavors added to it. Uh, and so that always came up as a question. Like I say, more than 100 years ago, menthol cigarettes used to, used to pose the same question. So, uh, and, you know, it was dealt with over the years. I don't know, you know, except for people who are very, just very machmir on, the, uh, on pace of matters, which is, which is uh, you know, recommendable. But uh, I, I don't know that anyone who actually came out with a sock that, that this and this flavor is usser. It was good for a tumble while it lasted, but I, I just don't know if anybody came out with any serious sock that these flavors, flavorings uh, pose a real threat. But uh, Rabbi Gersten, uh, feel free yeah. to certify or disagree. With no, no. Yeah, um, there, there are different opinions about this. It's, it's, in a way, it's similar to the, to the whole question about toothpaste, mouthwash. Um, you know, these things have flavors in them. And it's not just a Pesach question. It's really a year-round question. Um, you know, there, there's, there's glycerin, from what I understand, in these, um, in these vaping, uh, you know. Uh, and glycerin is a year-round cautious issue. It could be made from animal fat. And, uh, but there's glycerin in toothpaste mouthwash, too. Um, some people are careful all year-round. They only want to use kosher uh, anything goes in their mouth, you know, even though it's not going to be ingested, but it should be kosher because of the flavors. And other people are not concerned. I, I've spoken to um, Shester about this question about the vaping, and he thought it would be the same as the toothpaste. Um, he said that, you know, they put nicotine and other chemicals into these vapes that make them undrinkable. And therefore, he, he said as long as, you know, he, he, he was from, he's from that um opinion that it doesn't you know for year round you do not need kosher toothpaste and therefore he didn't think it was an issue obviously like rabbi schoenfeld said pesach people are more careful in general they, they people do buy kosher toothpaste even those who don't buy it the whole year round so 
you know, if, if you know, if, and if a person could use this as an opportunity to break their habit, you know, then great. Um, <laughs> Amen to that. Um, and, and of course, Rabbi Schoenfeld is consistent with his position for the last uh, three decades or so that, hey, it's Pesach, and therefore uh, you should use the opportunity uh, to be a bit more strict. Uh, exactly. I think we do that with the bottled water, right? Bottled water, I mean, come on. It doesn't really need a hospital. Well, no, no, but, I mean, no, it's Pesach, right? I mean, Pesach. You, always, you always want to make sure to treat you know, Pesach. I, I want to tell you that, I, um, you know, we used to make fun of all kind of mahogany that people had and go crazy. And this business of like, putting little booties on uh, on cats' feet so they just shouldn't drag, drag in the hummus. I thought it was just an old wives' tale. Who really did that? I'm reading a very, uh, very interesting book called The Insider, uh, I don't want to go into the involved in the book, but the guy, among the two things that he does is his fellows, his cats over. Um, he was a journalist, got involved in a million things in his life, but he describes pre-war Europe as told by his mother. And his mother says, yes, we used to put the little booties on the kittens uh, that were around the house that they shouldn't drag in any comments into the house. Hey, you got to respect, you got to respect anything that's done on, on, uh, on Pesach. You could say that again. It just seems it continuously gets more and more overwhelming over the years. But uh, maybe, yeah. maybe that's man-made. Maybe that's not. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's just the way that we uh, approach. And you'd think, with all the luxury we have and the products that we have at this point, you would think that things would be a lot easier. And it just seems that I don't know. It seems like it's tougher and tougher to prepare for the holiday. Am I right yeah. about that, or am I? Uh, or is that a myth? Well, I don't know. If your audience is going to the hotels, I guess the tough the part gets is making uh, uh, tickets, arranging tickets, and making sure your plane takes off on time and lands. <laughs> right. That's the big hassle. With all the with all the, the with all the flight cancellations going on these days, Incredible. you're right. If someone is flying Friday, they should be extra careful because uh, they do want to get to their destination. They have to bring monsters on the airplane. And that, I'll tell you, it, it's 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 almost scary hearing you say that. Um, uh, we have our full panel. Uh, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com is the, website, is the uh, email address. Feel free to comment on the app. We'll try to get to the app comments and uh, those questions as well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've never heard of this. Maltodextrin, maltodextrin that's imported or non-GMO can be chametz. I have a bag, says listener Ahuva, of cake decorating beads from Canada, and it says on it domestic and imported ingredients. Should I assume this is either chametz or kidneys, rabbis? I think that's rabbi. Good. Well, it's certainly at least kidneys. Um, it could be. It, it, it is true. Um, if it's non-GMO, there is a stronger chance that it will be um, that it will be chametz. Um, you know, maltodextrin is just a. It is a. a you know, it's a starch type of derivative. You know, it's made from uh, can be made from any type of uh, of a. In, in, in the U.S., it's usually, it's almost always going to be corn, but then again, a lot of the corn in America is is GMO. It's genetically modified. So um, if in Europe, where they don't allow, you know, a lot of the people there don't want the GMO. They use um, they use wheat, and they you know it could it could be. You know, if you see maltodextrin in the ingredient panel, obviously you're not going to use that product on Pesach without without certification. Um, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily chametz. But you know, you should put it away. You should sell it with the rest of the chametz. Wow! So you got to be seriously. You got to be extra careful and work on the assumption that it's chametz. Uh, listener Esther wants to know about listen. No, I, I just want to ask Rabbi Gerstein because I'm not familiar with this. I, I, have, I know I've heard of GMOs, but why would GMO, GMO why would that affect the chametz status of a product? GMO it wouldn't intrinsically, right? It wouldn't intrinsically just non-GMO. 
would often be made from wheat because so much of the corn is GMO. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So you have to work on that assumption. Uh, listener Esther asked about Listerine, mouthwash, etc. Now, a moment ago, uh, Rabbi Gersten, you, you spoke about Rav Schechter's uh, attitude toward toothpaste, etc. Uh, yet you did say, and we'll ask Larry about this in a second, because I'm sure he has customers like this. Uh, you did say that there are people who go with the kosher, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, dental products nonetheless. So what's the official OU policies, the official OU policy that any new tube of toothpaste and any new Listerine and other mouthwash well, brands? The, the OU actually doesn't take a position on this. In fact, in the, in the, mag, in the, in the guide, we always write, that we should, you know, a person should speak to the rabbi about this. It was always a disagreement between Rav Shechter and, uh, and, and, and Rebelsky Rebel, as well. Rebelsky always held that the person should, year-round, should buy kosher mouthwash and toothpaste. And, uh, and that certainly at Pesach, a person should even be more careful. And, um, you know, so it was always a disagreement. And then in general, there are lots of post game. Someone was just asking me the other day about the, you know, the vaping that like you mentioned before. Right. They sent me, uh, you know, uh, a ruling from Rosh Sternbach from Israel who said that it, it's absolutely trace. And, you know, you need to buy kosher year round and for Pesach. Larry, Larry. Are you still involved in uh, in providing uh, those kosher dental products uh, at J Drugs? And do you see you have to unmute yourself? Uh, and do you see the um, uh, that people? Absolutely, we have a full line of uh, Adwe toothpaste and mouthwashes, and actually um, they sell all year round. I keep a full stock of it all year round, and they uh, they move all year round. So we have do have people that. Um, uh, use the Adwe products and the kosher pro- kosher toothpaste is something that I get in from our strong things, um, and they taste good. They're not they're not bad tasting, <laughs> and their mouthwashes are not bad, and they sell all year round. Baruch Hashem. I would guess that they've improved over the years. That's for sure. They've oh yeah, worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've worked out those formulas, and as Rabbi Gersten said, like uh, five different flavors and fluoride, and it's. it's and what about uh, Listerine specifically? Well, Listerine, you know, according to, you know, uh, the books are okay. So, you know, it's, it should not be a problem. All the different mouthwashes are, are in there. Uh, it's, but, you know, if you want to, you know, be more on the more safe side, you can take the Listerine Zero Alcohol. But uh, all the Listerines are listed in the, um, you know, in the uh, Colel, the best Colel book as being fine. While we're on the subject of medication, uh, we've been asked about... Uh Lisinopril, do you know that one, Larry? Lisinopril is, most of them are good. If they're made by Teva, it's not. Um, Lupin is not. But uh, there are other brands that are okay. Uh, Adderall. Adderall is fine. Desmopressin. Is good. Rabbi Gersten, uh, what is our attitude toward um, uh, toward uh, items that might be stick, but they're used as medication. Is that a question that always has to go to one specific rabbi? Uh, can someone use a, a blanket assumption that if they're taking a certain medication every day for years that they can continue during Pesach? What would you say? Well, in general, if it's a, if it's a pill-type item, then um, OU post-game always held that that's not a problem. Um, you know, just these... Pills that you swallow, um, you know, uh, those type are, are never an issue. Uh, a person needs a t- even a Tylenol or something like that on on Pesach. Um, these things are not considered edible. There's no, it's not, it's not a food. It's just a, it's just a medicine. Right. Um, if you're taking something that's a, like a chewable or, or like a vitamin, 
then you should, you know, find out what's in it. You, you can, um, you know, look through the ingredients, or if you're not familiar, you should, you can call the OU or you can email, um, give the email address if people are, are interested. It's, it's kosherq at ou.org. And, um, you know, so these type of things, if they're edible, they have a good taste, uh, then, then you really should look into what they are. If, of course, if a person needs it, um, they're a chayla, you know, yeshva sakan, you know, needs it, you know, for, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, something that's very important to take, then, you know, you can speak to the rabbi, but it's probably, probably not a problem. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app, we are broadcasting for the very first time from a makeshift New Jersey studio, which we don't know if will end up being a permanent studio for us at some point or not. But uh, that's where we are today. And if we uh, sound like we're just working out some of the kinks here as we proceed, that's exactly what's happening. And I appreciate everyone's patience with that. You can go to the NSN app and post your questions, or you can go to Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NahumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, S-E-G-A-L.com, or by Schoenfeld, or by Gersten, Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum, they are here with us. Uh, on the subject of uh, medicine, Frida's vitamin D3, Koshal Pesach, yes or no, Larry? Uh, no, they're kidneys, and um, there was a, a list came out from Maxi Health and um, um, Solgar and uh, Zaller's about what they have is good and not good, and the uh, the, the stuff that is good is very uh, a small amount. Um, uh, I'm sure the you know the rabbis will uh, concur. Um, if it's necessary, then you know take it. Uh, Kidneyus, um, uh, which would be probably the the most uh, you know thing that would be in there. Um, uh, but most of the times they could do without a vitamin for the week and just put it away. Um, question here about Walgreens All Day Pain Relief. Apparently, it's a it's a it's a product that's comparable to Aleve. Can we assume that's okay? I, I would assume so. Yes. Um, I can't endorse it, but I can <laughs> understood. Understood. Uh, Rabbi Schoenfeld, flavored coffee is it permissible? Is there a blanket rule about flavored coffee, or is that again something that needs to be uh, on the list in the OU guide? Oh, flavored coffee for sure needs to have uh, unlike uh, vaping or tobacco uh, this is ingested and it's and it's it's ingested because you you want to enjoy that that flavor and the, the alcohols in any flavoring uh, could be a problem uh, a peso no question about it it needs, it needs to have Ashkoha. all right and now I'm sorry no I'm saying no I, 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 I okay do you mind if I put Rabbi Gersten on the spot? Of course you should put him on the spot. So it makes uh, what, a great radio. For if I can't put him on the spot. Yeah. Because I've been put on the spot by some women in shul, uh, you know, very sharp, eagle-eyed women. And they asked me, on page 60 of the directory, it lists sugar as one of those things that do not need any, even without special Passover certification. Sugar is one of them. But if you turn to page 70, there's a little blurb there, and it's where we relating to sugar, uh, OU has limited its approval of sugar list uh, due to the increasing, increasingly uh, common use of questionable processing aids. So on the one hand, page 60 says any sugar, and it even applies um, brown and white granulated. And then you go to page 70, and it says white only, and that uh, even the white's a problem. We can't list too many of them. So what's, what's the, how do we explain this? 
I'm going to put on the spot, so now I want to transfer the spot to you. <laughs> Rabbi Gersten. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so um, the truth is that really all the white sugars are fine. Um, the reason is because um, the, the, <coughs> the white sugar uh, can include a processing aid, a certain enzyme. It's called um, dextranase, dex, dex, uh, which helps to uh, break down um, the sugar, it helps in, in the processing of it that it shouldn't clog up the machines. Okay, so it doesn't, it's not a processing aid in terms of creating the sugar, but it's a processing aid for, for the machinery of the, of the place. Okay, so we don't, from a halakha standpoint, it's not considered what we call a maimid. It's, it's not what, it doesn't make the sugar. Uh, there are enzymes that make products. Um, you know, you could have an enzyme that will convert, um, you know, uh, starch into corn syrup and things like that. Um, those are much more severe because then we say that no matter how small the amount that they put in, it's not going to ever be bottled. It will always, it's always considered significant. However, when you have uh, um, a enzyme such as this, it, it is, it is bottled. And therefore, as long as you buy it before Pesach, it's really, it's all fine. All the, all the white sugars are fine. When it comes to brown sugar, I don't really know um, the, the issues involved. I know there was always a long time that the OU wasn't certifying the brown sugars and they weren't recommending them. And then that shifted a little bit. I, so I don't know how things are affected with the brown sugar, but with the white sugar, I could say that really they're all fine. However, people, when it comes, like, you know, like Rabbi Schoenfeld is, you know, always likes to say, after all, it is Pesach. <laughs> and therefore, there are people who don't. There are people who, who don't want to have any hummus whatsoever in their products, even if it is bottled, you know, even if it is less than uh, parts per million or whatever it is that they add of these, of these um, enzymes into their sugar. And therefore, the OU list, they, they, they'll only write their approval and saying that this is the ones that you should buy unto those that have no question whatsoever. So, in the, you know, to, to put it into, into words, you know, into OU terms, all sugar is what we call a group one, which means all sugar really is, is uh, according to halacha, is fine. But in terms of our recommendation, the OU has came out that these are the sugars that we recommend. Uh, if you're going out to buy sugar, if you can find one of the ones on this list over here, these are the ones that are uh, preferable to buy. If you can't, then they're all fine. You can go out and buy your you know, ShopRite or whatever it is, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to endorse any specific well, but you know, you know sure. what I mean? And, and all the sugars are really fine because as long as they're bought before Pesach, whatever is in there is all not an issue. All right. Good piece of advice. It's funny because on this issue, Rabbi Cash writes on our, uh, on our app that he was once told by a rabbi, he says here, Rabbi Goldswag, I'm only saying the name of blessed memory. I'm only saying the names. It's public. It's obviously on the app. He used to say that with water, we're worried about water being on the same line as beer. Rabbi Gersten, is that really a concern, or can we assume that if uh, if, if bottled water is in fact, uh, I, I I haven't heard, but it, you know, I, I, anything is possible. It is it is a possibility. Um, I would just add once you're on the subject of water, yeah, that there um, you could buy water with minerals added. Um, I think one of the com- you know most common questions that the OU gets is about the Kirkland water, which has in it uh, different minerals that they add. You know, people like the taste of mineral water. Um, and there too, we recommend that people buy it. It doesn't have, it's not certified social Pesach. Um, it's just, you know, regular OU. And we tell people it's fine to buy, but it's preferable to buy it before Pesach. Because again, you, there, there are items in there. There's a, a citrate, which is a, 
um, you know, similar to like a citric acid type of ingredient. Now they put it in such a small amount, parts per billion or whatever they put in. Um, but it, it, and it's probably only a kidney host. Um, however, water is made at so many different places and there's some, you know, we, we can't keep track of all the different, we, we know it's all kosher, but to say, you know, for sure, there's no ever a question of comments. It's very, very difficult to say, but it, it, it most likely they're all just kidney host and they're all put in before Pesach. But even if it would be chametz, it would be an issue as long as you buy before Pesach. That's the recommendation we make. Even water, it's worthwhile to buy before Pesach. Wow, interesting. Um, and of course, milk, water, and some of the other items, you, even the sugar, as you said earlier, a lot of it would be recommended to buy before Pesach. Uh, full panel here. It's JM and the AM. We're talking about uh, Pesach products. Larry Birnbaum, I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question. I say it that way because it seems to me that over the last year, more and more and more people are using this product. I'm wondering if there's a Pesach concern. Melatonin. Melatonin. Are you aware of just how many people are now using it as a sleep aid? Um, actually, it's uh, really very, very popular. And, um, you know, we do camp meds. Um, we ship out to a lot of the camps, uh, the package and medication for them. And you'd be shocked to how many kids are uh, taking melatonin. It's... Um, it's part of their uh, daily need to go to sleep. So you're talking children, you know, and adults, everyone. It's very safe to use, and um, it's it's a decent product, you know, to help people uh, calm down and go to sleep. Um, and uh, for the most part, they're, most of them are good. But there are chewable melatonin. So I, I think our rabbinic panel would say keep away from the chewable ones um, and let's go with the one that you swallow. Um, the, the worst that it would be would be kidneyous. And um, that's where we go. The melatonin, let's say, from Solgar, they make a chewable, and um, uh, Maxi Health makes a very good chewable uh, melatonin, um, is not on their kosher Pesach list. Interesting. So, um, you know. Rabbi Gersten, that would be your uh, that would be your advice that if it's chewable, avoid it. Yeah, if you can get, sure. If you can get one that you could swallow, that's just a pill, then that would be the the recommendation. You know what the problem is, Larry? Uh, for those of us who uh, want one milligram or less, uh, the chewables are excellent because if it's a three or five milligram chewable, you could actually, you know, bite off what you need, or you could, or you could, you know, crush what you need for that specific night. Uh, for those, well, well I, always, I always think that the chewable is nice because let's say you wake up two o'clock in the morning and you know you want to take another pill rather than find some water you have right. it by the side of bed you take it you suck on it you go back to sleep so um you know the chewable is is much easier to take uh, in the middle of the night so um and it tastes good so the the maxi health the chewable is delicious i could uh, tell you from personal experience and that one so, should, and that one should be good or not that's not good. That would not that's be not good, right? So it's, all it's, it's under they they list that all these things are right. kidneys. So that there's actually plummets in the um, in their products, but they're all kidneys. So we really have to avoid all of the chewable when it comes to that. And uh, what's the in non-chewable? Those that you swallow, what's the what's the the least milligrams that there is? Is it three? They come into one milligram, and they, they also come in drops, uh, but. Um, the um, what I want to say, they they come in one milligram non-chewable also. Oh, yes. they do. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems to be one of the most popular items out there, especially for those who've had trouble sleeping for God knows how long. Um, yeah, I think it, it's number two after vitamin C. I think in the vitamin uh, category. That's unbelievable. Uh, this person asks, "Can I take flavored glucose tablets when levels go low?" Or by Gersten, I assume that that is more of a halachic question as opposed to a. Uh, 
I mean, if someone, I'm not familiar with. Well, if someone, what's, what's if, the question? They're asking if their if their levels go critically low, can they take flavored glucose tablets? I mean, that's that, that's half half it, half it, of it, a Larry question, half of a medical question, right? Well, I think the medical answer is it's pekuach nefesh. If your sugar is going low, the next thing is a uh, 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 hypoglycemic coma. So right. if you feel that you're feeling faint from uh, from uh, lack of sugar and there's no orange juice, blah, 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 and this is what you have in your purse to take in case of emergency, uh, I think that it's an emergency. And no matter what, you should be able to take it, flavored or unflavored. Rabbi Gersten? Oh, yeah, I would agree. I, uh, I'm just not aware of the medical issue. You know, yeah, but like, like uh, Larry said, if it's uh, if it's because of that, they definitely have to take it. There's no question. Uh, yeah, I assume that that, uh, that listener was was uh, addressing if that's all if that's all that's available to them at that specific time. I would guess that there are non flavored ones also, Larry. Right? I'd have to um, not really. I no. don't oh. think there are. No, they're all they come cherry, orange, uh, raspberry flavored. They're all flavored, you know. But um, I, I don't know of any unflavored one. But um, again, I don't think this it's it, any. It's like mostly it's a sucrose. It's, it's sugar. It's like a big sugar tablet. Got it. So um, I don't know if there's any chametz in there to begin with. Um, and um, and I again, it's uh, if someone feels the need to take that, then they're in trouble, and uh, they should absolutely uh, take it. I don't think there's uh, any question. Rabbi Schoenfeld, they're asking on the app about hand soap, and I guess that would go for liquid soap in the kitchen as well. Is that something that people need to be concerned about, or anything should be uh, utilized or can be utilized if it's a new bottle? Uh, the answer to that is, is there's no concern at all. However. There are people who mock me on, uh, on hand soap and, uh, and liquid soap uh, year-round. They used to make uh, the old days in, uh, in coming out of Lower East Side. Malcolm called a thing called kosher zeif, kosher soap, for year-around. Uh, and it would be because some people felt that they used to go with this pro- uh, policy called sicha kishtia, that rubbing yourself as though is, is, is as though you drank the product, rate the product. Wow! But uh, but it's it's it, that's a chumra year round. Some ninety nine percent of Jewish crowd is, is is not into that. So, so certainly, as far as Pesach, there's no. It's not ingestible. It's not royal achilas kelev, and that's one thing that gets lost in this whole discussion of Pesach. If it's not ingestible, it's not consumable. If it's not fit for a dog to eat, it is not a problem. It's only shulchanaruch. It's only halach. It's only, so uh, you know kamara. So the answer, the short answer to that, it is no problem. But then again, it's Pesach. Yeah. The old, it's Pesach. Uh, Wholesome Pantry is a ShopRite brand, or by Gersten. Uh, their raisins, would they be okay for Pesach? Wholesome Pantry, a ShopRite brand, would their raisins be okay for Pesach? Um, that is a good question. I would have to look that up in the book, uh, in the booklet here. So I guess. Um... Yeah, we'll give you a chance to do that, of course. Um, the lactate discussion. Um, can someone who uses lactate year-round drink it um, on Pesach? What's the status of lactate? Rabbi? Go ahead. Lactate would be um, the tablet itself is chametz. I think the... If the rabbis have the milk, you buy it beforehand, that type of thing. You could make it beforehand. Um, oh, Rabbi Schoenfeld, is that correct? Is Larry right about that, that if someone uh, treats lactate like they would regular milk in terms of purchasing it or 
actually um, you know mixing it before Yuntif, that would be all right. That would be okay to use on Pesach. Yeah, that was the OU policy uh, for quite a number of years. It stock up on it uh, from before Pesach, and there there really uh, there is no problem. I, I think I'm not sure if there's an inherent problem with lactate. Rabbi Gerson would know better. If there's an inherent product a problem with lactate altogether, it actually is. I think I think the lactate is grown. The uh, the enzyme that they make for it, I think, is or, or they there have been found ones that were grown on comets. So there was an issue with the the, uh, the lactase. The uh, what do you mean? The culture was comets. Yeah, they've grown on comets. I mean, they get in parts per you know per million or whatever it is into the milk. Yeah. Um, so it should be bought before Pesach if you're buying the milk. Right. And yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I was just about to raise it. Yeah, raise it. in the booklet. There. Yeah, it does not list uh, that, that, that brand. Um, but it does say, you know, raises um, not oil treated only. So it could be that this one is an oil treated one. I, I don't know why it's not listed. Um, or it could be, um, you know, no one ever looked into it. But there is, they have about 25 different. Um, raisins that do not require the OUP, um, but I do not see the wholesome um, basket or whatever it was. I don't see that one listed here. Uh, wholesome pantry. Wholesome pantry was the question. Yeah, it's not. It's not listed here. When it comes to Splenda, uh, what about the individual packets? And can someone go into one of those um, uh, big box stores and purchase one of those gigantic bags of Splenda and it not require a special kosher pesach? Uh, someone said to me that they they prefer the Splenda that comes in the bags with their coffee because it's smoother than the ones in the packets. I'm not sure what that means, but there is a preference to the ones in the bags. Can one use that without a special ashkocha? Um, I, I think most of these things have usually a, a carrier with them, some sort of a starch, and they're usually uh, kidneys. Um, so even though the, uh, the Splenda itself. Um, okay. um, if that's acceptable, but they're they're usually not. They don't sell you the straight, plain Splenda. That would be like putting one little grain of, you know, these things are so potent. They have them mixed into a whole packet of, of, of cornstarch, whatever it is that they mix it with. So. Um, so what's the recommendation? You know, it should not be used without kosher for Pesach. Interesting. And are are the Splenda packets kosher for Pesach? Are there plenty of those available? Yeah, I, I don't know about um, if you find it without with partial pesos. Thus, really, they make these things uh, for you know you could you could buy it for you know companies to buy them. I, I don't know about individual Rabbi, Rabbi Schoenfeld, I got to ask you to mute that, please. There you go. Say it again, Rabbi Gerson. Oh yeah, I I, say, I wasn't sure if they sell it um, you know for retail the partial pesos um, you know if, if it's available. Um, these things are sold, I know, industrially for companies, you, they could buy it. They buy it without the carrier. They just buy it straight. Um, but if you're buying it for your home, home use, I think they always sell it with a, you know, they, they, they put it with the powder so that you could put a whole packet of it into your coffee. Otherwise, it would be too strong. If you, you know, or it would just have one single crystal in there and, you know, it, would be, it's not, it wouldn't be so usable. Wow, interesting. Uh, can one purchase orange juice? Rabbi Gersten for Pesach without a uh, special hashkacha. I, I think we say frozen orange juice. I believe is is okay. 
uh, the concentrates. But if you're buying a, a cat, you know, a, a carton of orange juice, so then that's been processed in a at a uh, factory. It's been you know pasteurized using the same machines. You know, today I just mentioned you know that you know oat milk. I'm sure you've seen it everywhere on every sure. bus passing by in New York. You see, a, you know, it's very very popular. Of course, oats are chametz. Oat milk is chametz. Um, and, uh, you know, oat milk has been, is being produced, you know, all over the place these days. And, um, you know, that, that, of course, if you have comments in a plant, it would have to be, uh, you'd have to cash all the machines before you could produce. I'm not, you know, again, you know, orange juice, I think, I believe there's plenty of orange juice out there that has kosher for Pesach certification. And one should look for the proper. Yeah. Someone mentioned a specific brand before which I can't find this moment. Here's a very sensitive question. Formula that's given, and, and there are people who, who are now caring for elderly people in this situation. Um, formula given to elderly people who are on feeding tubes. Um, I mean, is there a way to investigate whether that formula is kosher Pesach or not? Because even if someone's in a very difficult medical situation, we try to avoid uh, feeding them a, sure. a, a Hametz product. Everybody, Gersten? Yeah, in fact, on page 104 of the OU guide, we go through yeah, many different... I was going to mention that. That's a, very, that's a very comprehensive list of uh, products that you have listed over there. So it's, uh, I like, I'm very glad that you made that list over there. It's very good. It has uh, 99% of everything that uh, we sell and have in the pharmacy yeah. that's available. So uh, it's a good list. Go ahead, Rabbi Gersten. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, these items, obviously, they do contain uh, kidneys, um, you know, and but they're meant for those who absolutely need them. And um, some of them even, you know, to be honest, some of them do contain hummus as well. But we've investigated that the, the uh, that they're bottle bashishim, they're less than one sixtieth of the of the product. So, um, for the, you know, in terms of owning it, it's not a problem to own any of these items on Pesach. And in terms of giving it to those who need it, then that's what the, that's what this list is for. Larry, what do we know about Tums and other antacids? Um, the Tums, what? The regular Tums are uh, are good. Um, you know, um, it's interesting. They have the uh, extra strength as being listed as not kosher. The uh, extra strength berry fruit um, in the uh, best kolel book is not being kosher. But uh, the tums are okay. The regular ones are fine. Rabbi Gersten, yes. what can you tell us about baking and, soda? And yeah. Adwi has a kosher Lepesach one. So oh, I didn't know that. You want to go, which is, uh, they got it in this year, and it's uh, very popular. Rabbi Gersten, baking soda, what do people need to know? I mean, a new, uh, I would, uh, if you're going to use baking soda, use an unopened, you know, uh, uh, new canister. Um, it should be fine. Um, you know, some people, if they have their old one, they dip in the spoon that they use for, you know, whatever else, you know, you can have the other things mixed in there or just even just having it open near your flour. When you pour in the flour, you know, things get into it. Right. So, um, you know, I would definitely recommend not using an old, even though the person would think it's just, um, just baking soda. But if you had it around out, you know, open by the chametz, you shouldn't be using it on paper. Larry Birnbaum, J Drugs, SDA, low per, low paramide, low pemeride? Oh, low paramide. Yeah, low paramide. that's fine. All right, that's good. That answers a question of somebody on our app. You feel free to comment on the app and include your questions. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. We'll try to get to as many as possible, although already it seems like we're going to have too many to get to everything. Um, someone points out one of the kosher brands is Sucralose. 
Is that a is that a dental product? Uh, not sure what. Sucralose is a sweetener. Oh, the su- oh, it's yeah. a, they're answering the sweetener question in terms of uh, in terms of uh, Splenda. Got it. Um, someone asked uh, a question we've examined for the last few years, or by Schoenfeld, or by Gersten Kidneyos. Uh, in terms of quinoa, what is the current status for 2022 of quinoa for Pesach? Yeah, I mean, that's really good. Yeah, it's a, okay, I, I, Gerstein is up to date on that. So, yeah, Doyu still certifies uh, quinoa. Um, you know, it's 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 always a question whether it, this has been a question going on for many many years whether it's considered. It's certainly not hummus. Um, the question of whether it's considered kidneyos or not. Um, there were different uh, rabbis, different opinions. Um, though you follow following the opinion of, uh, of Shachter, that it is not kidneyos. Um, the OU um, quinoa is uh, comes from places uh, in, in South America where they don't grow in that region any of the any hummus. Um It's packed over there. It's uh, you know it's sent out from there. Um, so it's free. It doesn't need to be checked. It's free of any uh, question of any comments in the, in, you know, you know, like I, I'm sure everyone's familiar that, uh, you know, as far as them who buy rice, they have to check it through. Um, they're supposed to check it through. Some have a custom to check it through three times before they use it on, on Pesach. Um, so, you know, if a person were to buy their own quinoa and wanted to do that, I guess, you know, they, they could do that. But um, if you buy the, the certified quinoa that comes, um, already prepackaged, you know, the, then it's fine. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, for those that, you know, uh, again, this was always a, a disagreement. There are post who hold that it is kidney oats. Uh, so, uh, you know, everyone should follow their, their rabbi, their, and their custom. F or K, E F F E R K. Anybody even know what that, I don't even know what that is. Someone's asking if it's kosher. That's a, that's a potassium product. It's not a problem. Um, okay. That's the answer on that. Um, we answered the issue with Splenda. Oh, here it is. Someone pointed out that there's a big sign in front of a store about tree-ripe orange juice. Tree-ripe orange juice uh, that says Kushla Pesach, but there was nothing on the container. Uh, can one rely on that, Rabbi Gersten, if in fact um, they're publicizing that it's Kushla Pesach, but on the container itself there's no indication? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. Um I, I don't know. I mean, the the the, uh, the OU has a list of different um, you know, different uh, juices that are okay without kosher for Pesach, but they're they're mostly just concentrates. Um, we don't. I, I I don't know where that information comes from. That is okay for Pesach. Empire chicken or package of turkey can it be eaten if it's not kosher for Pesach? Dafko, what is the status of a major brand like Empire? Is everything they make this time of year kosher for Pesach or not? Well, the, the rule with most uh, raw meat uh, is that raw chicken, raw beef, that if it's if it's not seasoned or prepared in any way in advance, then the, uh, then anyone is acceptable without a, without a hashgacha. So Empire Chicken without any OUP, uh, if it's raw, it's not a problem. And what was the exception to that rule? Was ground beef or something? Was there some exception to that rule when it comes to chicken and meat? Was the ground beef that, uh, Rabbi Gerson, am I right about that? Yeah, ground- Correct. Yeah, ground beef should not should be uh, you should be more careful. I mean, again, the, the OU lists those which even the ground beef are okay. There are many of them that are fine, but um, you know, but the rule that Rabbi Shofel just said that you know all the raw meat is fine when it comes to ground beef. You should be more careful. Lactase. Um, if you just swallow lactase, can you use it on Pesach? Meaning the lactase pills. 
Yeah, so that the OU guide discusses that also um, because of the question of chametz, because it's not really a medical um, need. Um, you know, it's, it's a question whether one should do it. Uh, Radowski Satsal held that if a person um, otherwise won't be able to drink milk for eight days, and that's in the, you know the, he needs that, um, then you know some people it, it, you know they live on milk, especially younger people, you know children or whatever. So then uh, he said that they could they, they should they could swallow it, but they should wrap it in a in tissue paper when they swallow it. It should be done in a sort of swallowing it in an abnormal manner. Um, so if one could do that, then that's the uh, the proper way to take those pills. And I guess that you want to make sure that that tissue paper is very very thin and and minimal, right? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually, Maxi Health sells capsules, uh, kosher pesach. The capsules are kosher pesach, and uh, you could they're empty yeah. capsules. And you can put whatever you want in there and swallow it, and that will eliminate having to eat tissue paper. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's a very good suggestion. Wow, that is one great idea. Shelled nuts, bearing an OU but not OUP, are they allowed to be eaten, or do shelled nuts need a specific OUP or by Gersten? Yes, in general, uh, nuts uh, are, are, are okay. Um, you know, not, um, though you describe like this, um, whole pieces and nut meal, raw nuts. They're, those are basically, um, you know, they're, they're, gives a list of about 30 different companies. I think it covers most of them that are fine. Um, you know, so it, it, sometimes it makes a difference exactly which nut it is. So you really, it's better to look on the list. Um, but, but most, in most cases, uh, shelled nuts, just plain raw shelled nuts are fine. Product information, the OU Guide for Pesach um, uh, is available. Go to uh, OUPassover.org, OUPassover.org for updates or to download the OU Kosher app for iPhone or Android. It's available at OU.org slash download. OU.org slash download. As you heard earlier, you can ask a question at KosherQ at OU.org. KosherQ at OU.org. Um, follow-up questions to the nuts? Yeah, sure. Uh, um, when, you, when you say shelled nuts, how do you how do you mean that? Out of the shell or it's in the shell? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it's out of the shell. Out of the shell, out right? The shell. Right. That, yeah. yeah so that's that's how I take. Right oh, what I put oh, the, sorry, the, the point is that, let me let me just say this: Don't you need to ha- uh, also be sure that it has no uh, preservatives like VHT? Yes, yes, it does list that here. It, it should be. Uh, I'll read you what it says: Nuts, raw, whole pieces, and nut meal. No added ingredients or preservatives. Um, the OU does make a distinction, though, between nuts and pecans. Um, so there, it's only the holes and the halves. And um, so, you know, there are certain little nitty-gritty differences. You know, that's why it's, it's worthwhile to look it up on the uh, in, the, in the OU booklet or online, uh, just to make sure that the product is meets the criteria. But, you know, aside from the pecans, which are slightly different, uh, most of the other nuts, as long as they're not, you know, not processed, just shelled nuts uh, out of the shell, um, even if they are um, whole or pieces or nut meal, uh, they, they're fine. Someone just asked about Purell. Don't tell me that's an issue. Uh, not as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ronnie wants to ask you a question. Sure. Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning, Ronnie. So I was in the supermarket recently, and I was looking at the dairy products that not the Chodesh just the national brand um, 
dairy products. I think I think it was either Tempe or, or um, one of the cottage cheeses. And they and on the label it said kosher all year round with a certified good hashgacha, but it was not OU pig. Does that mean if it's plain that it's okay to use for Pesach because it's kosher all year round, or does it like products like that need to be OU pig? Yes, products like cottage cheese and things like that, they need to be uh, OUP. Um, when they say kosher all year round, they mean all year round aside from Pesach. <laughs> you know, just all year, regular year round. It's the regular year round. A week later, they did come out with their OUP products, of course, but uh, they, they, they made it. Yeah. Really, and we are kosher all year round with a you know, good. Yeah, all year round not, does not mean Pesach, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, things like cottage cheese are made with, um, with an acid. You know, they have to add something to it, and their ingredients are added to cause it to, uh, and there's cultures that could be added. And these things, you know, we talked before about, you know, the idea of a, of a mind of things that cause, you know, changes, even though there's slight, you know, very small ingredients, uh, that would apply to these type of cheeses. That's what makes them turn from milk into cheese, and therefore they do need to be uh, kosher pesos. Because after all, there was a great tempty shortage this uh, season, and people were going uh, nuts without government having tempty. Is that still? Uh, I will tell you, and as, as a as on, on that issue, um, you get this a lot. There are a lot of products, especially coming out of Israel, pickled products, things like that, that'll have an OUP, OUP from Israel, a special Pesach, and then it'll have a, a Haredi type of hashgacha, some Eid Haredi, some badats someplace. And it will say kusha kusha, but chutzmi uh, pesach, not for Passover. So, so, so look, like what's going on here? Um, I, I get this question a lot. The answer is that the OU does certify this product for, for pesach. It is kosher pesach, but some of these other badats, and by a matter of policy, as a matter of policy, they will not certify anything. You're not in the pesach business. They don't certify for pesach anything. So they when they just letting you know that. As far as our hashgacha is concerned, it doesn't have our hashgacha, our hashgacha for Pesach. But, but in reality, it is all, it is uh, OUP certified for Pesach. I, I get that question a lot. Mm, very interesting. Boy, yeah. as the world gets smaller, this whole thing gets more, more and more complicated. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier people could download the, uh, the OU Kosher app. Uh, for iPhone or Android, we're going to ou.org slash download, ou.org slash download. Rabbi Schoenfeld, the first OU guide to Passover you ever saw in your life, was that downloadable or not? Downloadable. <laughs> that would mean that you throw it out the window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still trying to get used to the idea of being, something being downloaded. You know, do you remember Do you remember that, that black and white OU kosher guide? That 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 small long guide. I don't know I why. Think I, it was more like a, a booklet. It was it was like a like a like a little, like a directory, right? Like a pamphlet, that. right? Like a pamphlet. Pamphlet, pamphlet yeah. is what I mean to say. Yeah. It was a pamphlet. To me, I remember it being like four and a half by eleven, like or maybe no, the opposite. It would be like um, I think it was like uh, eight and a half by five and a half, that type of thing. And it was yeah. it was an OU product uh, a directory with a lot fewer, with many fewer products, if there's such an expression, that you have and now. The Jews still managed to to survive uh, by by without having all their gourmet products uh, endorsed. Not sure how so we. What, made... what did we drink? I'm sure Nachum, you grew up in the same thing. What was our drink for Pesach? That's strawberry and, and raspberry concentrate. The strawberry and raspberry concentrate. The water. The water. Yeah. That was it. Uh, <laughs> 
Those were the days. Those were the days. By the way, I also wanted to point out that uh, the OU magazine, a lot of people listening right now have it in their home, whether they downloaded the app or not, uh, has a Sphira's Omer chart on page 109, but it's not, and, and, and it's one, 109 and 110, so it's one sheet of paper that you could use for your refrigerator to remember about Sphira's Omer, but Rabbi Schoenfeld, who has to go ahead and hang signs on their refrigerator anymore? Now, you go to ou.org slash Sphira, and you get an email reminder to count each day. Uh, the, 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 the need, well, that's not true, because Shabbos and Yantav, I guess you would need the refrigerator sign to remind you, but, uh, yeah, I guess the whole publishing industry in our community is being saved by Shabbos and Yontif. Uh But aside, aside, aside from Shabbos and Yontif, there is a reminder service. The OU actually, I think, was one of the first to provide an OU, uh, to provide a Sphira service to, to remind people to uh, to count. It's OU.org slash Sphira with an H at the end, OU.org slash Sphira. We mentioned earlier that we are in the midst of our uh, Nissan Chesed campaign. There are many different ways that we have recommended that people do something nice, a wonderful gesture for other people and other families before Yuntif. One of the things that we are very serious about, as much as it's a uh, a fun Cholomoid activity, is when you purchase your tickets for NCSY Great Adventure, which is ncsygreatadventure.com, and Tuesday, of course, is the big concert with uh, Simcha Liner and with Ellie Marcus, and you purchase those tickets we are uh, reminding you to go to the top of the page at ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com, and hit the Donate Tickets button so that you can provide tickets for underprivileged teens. We don't want anybody to be in any type of uncomfortable or lonely situation during Cholamoid, especially the teens, especially these days, as we've described a million times. So whatever you could do to... Uh, uh, to donate tickets and send underprivileged teens to an actual Cholamoid activity would be greatly appreciated uh frozen fruit other apps say they don't need a pesa hashkacha on the ou app it says that the frozen blueberries are not ex- it's that some of the frozen blueberries are not acceptable rabbi gersten what is our attitude toward frozen fruit um you know you, frozen fruit typically is not such an issue um i'm not sure what the issue with the frozen blueberries was um you know so uh, you know Obviously, it should be kosher for year-round, especially issues like strawberries and um, issues with with bugs. Um, but um, as far as I know, I don't I don't know of an issue with the frozen fruit. Rabbi Schoenfeld, do you have anything to? No, I I I, I was the blueberries uh, takes me by surprise. It's in the directory. Uh, well, I don't thing. think it was an OU directory. I think it was another. Oh, yeah. was it? Wait one second. Now let me get this straight. One second. Uh, the OU app says some of their frozen blueberries are not acceptable. That's what this listener is claiming. Some of their blueberries? I don't know what that's supposed Meaning to be. Meaning an OU, I guess OU year-round would not be acceptable for Pesach. Uh, okay, like, like Rabbi Gersten, I'm taken a little bit by surprise. I don't have to read surprise, But I do tell people, let's say with frozen strawberries, you know, as far as insect infestation, that's on one level. But you also have to make sure that there's no sweeteners. Sometimes they use corn sweeteners and frozen uh Strawberries, but it was purely it's just strawberries in a nice bag, frozen dough or something. Uh, it's fine. Can I ask Rabbi Kirsten what our position remains with dried fruit? Dried fruit for Pesach. Yeah, well, yeah, dried fruit should be uh, should have should have hashkacha uh, for Pesach. We mentioned before about the raisins. Um, you know, they even that uh, oftentimes have oils on them. Um, 
you know, some of these things are, are you know, considered processing aids. I'm not even sure if they have to even list it as an, as an ingredient. Um, so, um, you know, one should be, yeah, I think a dried fruit. You know, in the Ramah, actually, in the Shavarach brings that there was a minute not to eat uh, dried fruits on Pesach at all. Um, you know, th- nowadays we we don't we don't follow that anymore um, because we have Ashkakan foods. We know that they're um, you know that the dried foods are okay, but um, it, it's not. It's, it was never considered what we call you know a group one. It was never considered a uh, just dried foods were never considered just uh, you know something that was uh, automatically okay. Especially dried foods could come from all different parts of the world. You know, you're getting your figs from wherever and your dates from who knows where. You know, so. Um, it should, you know, I, I would think that dried fruit should should have a shkacha for Pesach. Uh, Thank you, Larry. What page did you say it was on? The one with the uh, the formula, the feeding tube formula. You had point uh, one hundred four. One hundred four. You said there was a comprehensive list. <laughs> right. Um, right. So, so those the Pedialytes and the uh, all the baby formulas and stuff like that. Right, and the, many of those are similar to what people use for the elderly. That they are what they use for the elderly. They are what they use for the elderly. Okay. Not, not some, some of them. Yeah. Right. Some Under- of them. You got the boost. You got the uh, ensure. You got the uh, uh, the fiber source. You got the resource. Yeah. You have all that stuff. Pedialyte um, listed. You know, all flavors they're saying is all right. So um, the the list is pretty uh, comprehensive. Right. And in general, um, just to review, because one of our listeners asked us to do so by Gersten. Uh, in general, what you said was that uh, that often they'll contain kidneys. Is that what you had said earlier about the? Oh uh, yes, correct. I mean, I think they all do. I don't think any of these would not have kidneys in them. Um, and um, you know, they're, they're, and, and again, some of them even have chametz in them. Um, but it's been determined that the amount of chametz in them is is less than the sixtieth. Right. Um, and therefore, they're acceptable for those that need it. Larry and Ronnie, this listener says, I take kidney and bladder control. It's a liquid herb by Woodstock Company. It's a, it has a Chafke uh, Parv. Um, I don't know if this is for Larry or for the rabbis, but uh, can something with those, with those types of credentials assume to be able to be used on Pesach, or that's something that has to be asked to an individual rabbi? Well, again, it's a uh, nutritional, and if they need it for their uh, kidney and bl- bladder control, it would be considered medicinal. Uh, it probably has kidneys in it, um, you know, so I guess it's something you would ask your rabbi. Rabbi Gersten? Yeah, yeah, or they could, make, you know, if they want, they could call the different, you know, the Hashkafa who, get, you know, the one who certifies it and ask them what they know about this product. Uh, Larry, the companies are- Larry, have you heard of Zaller's Revolution Complete? Uh, yes, I did, and it's not on the Zaller's Koshal Pesach list. All right, so it has an OU, but it's not. We we can't assume it's kosher Pesach. <laughs> right, the Zala had a very short short list of their kosher Pesach uh, products. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not in the store, so I don't have that list in front of me. But if they go into the store or they they just go on the Zala's website, they don't have exactly what's kosher Pesach not. But I don't think that uh, product was. Remind our listeners where the three locations are where they could find your staff, especially on a day like today. On a day like today, they'll be hardworking in the J Drugs on Avenue J and East 12, 1205 Avenue J, in the um, the Marine Park. Marine Park section on Avenue N and East 34th Street, 
and uh, Kingsbury Chemist on Avenue W and Nostrand Avenue. Um, all the stores are open and they, we are giving the COVID vaccine for all those who wish to travel and they need a last shot. They want a fourth shot, a booster. They want to get, they decide they want to get their first shot. They're more than welcome to come in. There's no line. There's no waiting. Uh, just come in, get your shot and be healthy and go on your merry way. And, <laughs> and hopefully enjoy a wonderful Pesach. Amen, uh, amen. <laughs> to say the least. Um, let's see what else we have here on the, uh, on the app. Um, by the way, Rabbi Gersten, could you address the, it, I, I, I hope I'm not, uh, incorrect when I bring this up with a representative from the OU, but wasn't it the OU that, that was either endorsing or investigating the possible endorsement of certain appliances for the kitchen because there've been changes over the last year or so. What's going on with that? Okay, so um, currently the OU does certify um, some of the GE models of refrigerators and ovens. Um, and, um, you know, there, there always are questions, uh, you know, that uh, people have with their appliances. What could they do with them on Shabbos and Yontif? Um, if you, you know, so, uh, you, know, it's, you know, one recommendation is to buy the ones that are certified by, you know, the, by the OU. It's an, it, it, we have an excellent... Um, um, you know, it's an excellent product. They they uh, take care. There's a rabbi who who's uh, in charge of this. Is Rabbi Ortner. Uh, he's a he's a very big kamochacham. He's worked directly with GE um, to make sure that there is it's not just um, mutter. It's uh, you know it's not just permitted. You know he he's he's worked out every. This is better than the old refrigerators. You know he. he Nothing you do can expect that, you know, he, he's got it all worked out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything works with uh, automatic and timers. And, you know, so you're opening the refrigerator door never affects any turning on of any motor. Um, it's quite a genius how they've, how they've been able to bypass all the different issues. Um, obviously, ovens and Chavez are still, you can't put food in. You know, there's no, there's no way to cook on Chavez. So, we, you know, we haven't taken care of that problem yet. Uh, but almost uh, you know, short of that, they really, um, you know, you have, you have to read the instructions on how you're supposed to use it and how to put things into the proper Shabbos mode and what you, what it means and what you're allowed to do. Um, but, um, you know, these are, these are definitely uh, persons going to remodel their kitchen. They're looking for, um, you know, they're looking for something new. This is, you know, this is where, where we recommend at this point. Uh, according to this listener, Kirkland Organic Blueberries, according to the OU app, is symbol required, and it's not kosher Pesach. So that gives us a little more clarity on that issue, I guess. Makes sense? Well, it's symbol required, meaning it does not. Re- it only requires an OU. It does not require it to say kosher Pesach. That ah, makes sense. Now, now I understand what that means. Thank symbol you. required. It just means the OU. Just, all these is the OU. Okay. Thank God I'm not responsible for the... Uh, <laughs> for the frozen fruit in my home. Uh, uh, cut Reel, C-U-T-R-E-L-L, Cutrell, uh, Larry? Cutrell, Cutrell. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a kidneyous thing, and it's uh, again, it's, a, um, uh, it's an enzyme that they use for the, uh, for the stomach, for people taking antibiotics and stuff of that nature. Uh, doctor recommended, uh, I would say, okay, if um, it's a capsule... You know, so um, and there are chewable for the kids, uh, which probably um, the sachets, which are probably a little bit better. 
um, there's actually a cultural that has a hechsher on it. I think, you know, you want it. So, um, you know, uh, but uh, again, if it's medicinally necessary, take it. If not, uh, put it away. All right. There you go. Sensodyne toothpaste. Few people ask. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And again, we, uh, we addressed the whole toothpaste issue earlier. Uh, for those of you who may have missed it, we addressed Tums as well. And um, uh, the regular Tums is fine. Recommended new container. And there are some uh, Koshula Pesach Tums type items, antacids under kosher brands that are available. And again, if you want information about that, you can contact our friends at J Drugs. We'll be more than happy to give you all of the uh, names of the items that they have in that category uh, and, and what's available for Pesach uh, OU certified mouthwash. We addressed that earlier as well. That is the um, uh, the recommendation, at least according to Rav Schechter. I would guess Rabbi Gersten, just to clarify, use a new bottle, right? Use a new bottle of any of those types of mouthwashes in order to uh, utilize them for Pesach. Um, right? I guess I'm right about that. Yeah, it's always good to have a new bottle. Oh, know, so it doesn't sa- it doesn't sound like it's that critical, but it, but it is uh, it's certainly recommended. Okay, good. Um, it's just one of those things that we do. We clean out all our you know right. put away everything and. And uh, finally, Rabbi Schoenfeld, uh, but people are curious about the uh, Schoenfeld Zoo uh, that has always been a topic of conversation here uh, on the air. Uh, are there are there in fact members of the animal or? Uh, or um, aquatic kingdom that uh, that need to be uh, that need to have their habitat refreshed by Rabbi yeah. Schoenfeld before Pesach. You have a great way of expressing things. Uh, yeah, the good old aquarium, and uh, which it, 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 the average aquarium fish food is chametz gomer, and um, uh, yeah, you have to really clean out that. Uh, that, that aquarium seriously. I will tell you something very interesting that my wife is. I had to be away for a couple of days. I don't know what that ringing is around me. I had to be away for a couple of days. Uh, is that my? Is that my phone? I think. I, I think it's on mind? your. I think it's on your end. Yeah. I don't, I don't see anything ring, ringing. Okay. Maybe it's Larry. That's like an alarm. Well, I don't know what it is. But okay, Maybe someone's trying to get in, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Well, that's weird. Well, okay, as about maybe it's my wife to trying to sense me from talking further, but she was supposed to take care in my absence. Of one of her duties that I that I do in the house uh, is feed the fish, right? Daily, so she forgot to feed the fish for a good couple of days. And she came clean, and she told me, and guess what? What we discovered is, don't feed the fish every day. Feed it every two days, three days. You'll have a much clearer, cleaner aquarium. And they're not going to complain about it. As soon as you feed them the third day, they're happy to get that food the third day. And they leave you a much cleaner tank. So just a bit of piece of advice. And is that a post-Purim piece of advice or a year-round piece of advice? Oh, that's, that's a year-round piece of advice. Don't, you don't have to feed those fish every day. Um, feed them every two days, sometimes even three days. They'll still be alive and healthy and wonderful. And they'll, you know, they'll still be your friends. And uh, it'll leave you a much cleaner tank the water remains cleaner for a lot longer well i always mentioned uh that you'll never know what you may learn from the pesach products program brought to you by the ou but this was certainly a revelation and one that i'm sure people will file away uh as they as they consider purchasing an aquarium and some fish for their family now that there's a method to make it a little easier uh in terms of the cleaning process this may be a uh 
This may, may be a boon for the pet stores, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Maybe a boon for those who are trying to set up some aquatic scenery in their home. Well, the pet stores may not buy more fish food. And I should mention that the, the fish food to be used on Pesach is, is freeze-dried worms. Right. Um, you, freeze-dried worms, it, it looks... It's like little um, ice cream sprinkles. So it's yeah. all and, and, and trust me, the fish are going to be uh, they'll, they'll, when they when it comes to the Pesach food, the fish will be thrilled to be fed only every three days. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Rabbi Schoenfeld, I thank you. Mazal tov again to you and your wife. As young as you of Kew Gardens Hills, will honor you uh, in the month of May, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, on May first, to be exact. On May first, thank you very much. Yeah, Mazal thank tov, you. and I thank you for joining us, and uh, wish you a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. I don't know what kind of matzah you're using this year, but uh, the the variety, just in the hand shmura, the variety, forget about the cost for a second, the variety is noteworthy because it's amazing to me how plain is not enough for people anymore. Now there's whole wheat, now there's gluten-free oat. I believe that's the only hand shmura matzah that's gluten-free is the oat. And uh, more and more families in our communities have uh, have youngsters oat. have youngsters and older people that are gluten-free. So they're eating that. Yeah, the spelt, I think, is gluten, but it's certainly an option that people are utilizing. Uh, and uh, it's just amazing to see the variety that's now available and, frankly, the cost that it's available at uh, these days. So I take this opportunity to wish you a Chai Kosher V'Sameach, and I thank you. Rabbi Gersten, I thank you and wish you a Chai Kosher V'Sameach. I uh, can only imagine how busy things are now at the OU, but you are recommending that if people have a question, they could actually... Um, uh, email, if I have it right, tell me if this is right, kosherq at ou.org, kosherq at ou.org. And Rabbi Gersten, I, uh, which is your matzah of preference, Rabbi Gersten? Which, what will be under your matzah cover on Friday night? <laughs> um, yeah, well, we have a, um, we just got a big delivery of our matzahs in. Um, we have a, we have a, a very special neighbor who, who sells it, who's a you know, distributor of it, so um, it'll, it'll remain anonymous, though. But uh, whole wheat or uh, whole wheat or regular? Uh, no, it's regular. Regular. Rabbi Gerson is a traditionalist. He's going with what he's going with what few, what previous generations have gone with for the Pesach Seder. And Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum, I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Kosher V'Sameach, a wonderful Pesach, and uh, everybody at J Drugs and its affiliates, as you mentioned earlier, they're working very hard this time of year, but they work hard every time of year. And if people have questions, they can feel free to call and email and uh, and get the answers from your staff, right? Absolutely. Thank you very much. And uh, I have Haredi matzahs, super thin Haredi matzahs that my good friend Shmuel Flax was able to get for me. I heard they're very hard to get. They are hard and to get. <laughs> and I got some for the Seder, so I'm going to really enjoy myself. Very nice. To both of you, okay. we say Chag Kosher V'Sameach. And a Chag Kosher V'Sameach to the entire panel. And I will take this opportunity to thank them and to thank them for their patience. We are, after all, in a, another makeshift studio. First day that we're in a New Jersey makeshift studio in uh, the aftermath of the uh, NSN fire. And a little bit of a different setup, to say the least. And I thank everybody for their patience out there. Looks like everything has worked out. Uh, technically, this morning, Baruch Hashem, we were able to provide uh, a whole bunch of great Pesach questions and hopefully um, great answers as well. I really hope that this has been helpful for people, and I hope it. Um, I hope it uh, it gives everyone an opportunity to uh, to think about some of the things that need to be thought about uh, for Pesach. 
Um, you know, if we didn't ask the specific question that may be on your mind, hopefully it will, uh, hopefully we gave you some strategies how to address it, whether it's contacting the OU, speaking to your rabbi, being more familiar now with uh, kidney chametz and some of the issues that are going on. I also want to remind everybody we have a Nissan Chesed campaign that's ongoing. Uh, we're asking people to do nice things for others before the holiday. Um, we've, we've created a list of many, many different things that can be done before this coming Friday night. And I would hope that it would continue to cause an avalanche of chesed out there and a domino effect as those who have chesed done for them will hopefully turn around and do something similar or something uh, just as noteworthy for somebody else. That's what we're looking to do. Go to ncsygreatadventure.com for information about the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Cholamoid at Six Flags. Tuesday is the concert with the Simcha Liner and Ellie Marcus. And as we continue to tell you, there's a tab at the top of the page, a link at the top of the page that says Donate Tickets. That's a great way to do chesed, donate tickets to teens who are underprivileged and would not be able to enjoy any type of cholamoid activity. Try to uh, purchase those tickets, and uh, that would be another amazing act of chesed during this Nissan chesed campaign. For Rabbi Grumberg, who sent us a Chag Kosher Sameach message earlier, we're going to play this song to wrap things up at JM in the AM.
Now the purpose of this song is not to question why this mitzvah was given to me. The reward will be beyond my comprehension and I'll do it till Mashiach sets me free. All I'm asking is for some cooperation that my husband and our children lend a hand. If I'm a bit too quick to show frustration, perhaps this song will help them understand. I've got the Here Come Pesach Blues. A Jewish woman's got Thinking about those tiny crumbs I got the here comes Pesach Blue 